Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Guess what? Big news. Daddy's in town. I've come up to the Big Smoke, London. So you find me in Hyde Park. I've just put my bag in a puddle, which was a highlight. I'm sitting on a bench that I'm bathed in sun. And I found a bench, which is actually a carved wooden dragonfly. And uh, I'm sitting here and it's a beautiful day and I left the house, I'm boiling because I left the house in a jumper and a coat. And I thought, maybe bring your sunglasses. You never know what it'd be like up in big town. And here, how I was right, because I'm sitting here and I've got my sunglasses on. I've taken off my coat, I've got my jumper on because a bit lazy. And I'm watching the goddamn world go by, which if you want good people watching, come to Hyde Park in London. We've got a lovely episode for you today. Who have we got on the podcast today? It's got to be said, this is one of my favourite chats I've had lately. It is with the most wonderful Cat Burns. Now, Cat Burns came into my field of view in lockdown. Uh, I think I discovered her on TikTok on the four minutes I was on TikTok. No, I must have discovered her on Instagram, but she got big on TikTok. That's it. Anyway, because she used to do these live little acoustic recordings of her singing her songs. And um, they were incredible. They are incredible. And I sort of got addicted to when she released a new one, I'd look it up. Anyway, it turns out I wasn't alone. She got spotted by Ed Sheeran, went on to support him, uh, then went on to support Sam Smith, because uh, Sam has been a massive champion of cats and then also released a song with cat and subsequently cat has become a superstar her lyrics are amazing it's like she's speaking her thoughts and it's one that she's one of the few people who i always listen to the lyrics when she sings you can't help it i don't know what that quality is so we talk all about that and she actually really talks she's been very public about being late diagnosis um autism uh, ADHD often they come hand in hand and we talk about how the world is built for not people who are neurodivergent and it's really interesting how she talks about trying to make it as like a black queer woman and how she has toyed with masculinity and femininity and had repercussions online from that and how getting into the record industry, you know, everyone had a very specific view of her. Black women with guitars were not 
thought to be a thing and the only person they could ever compare her to was Tracy Chapman and she really you know goes into why that's wrong and what I love about it is it's a story of someone who's overcome actually so much adversity to now make it happen and has opened up she really makes it her business to open up new routes for the rest of the queer community other young queer black women and other young queer women other queer people other people uh, to you know have success and actually that is something that Sam Smith is amazing at Sam is always like finding people that they love and then sort of championing them and it just makes me feel good so it's just really nice to have Kat on uh, and we just have a really lovely deep chat it's amazing and we talk about we talk about being people pleasers her, one of her most famous songs is called People Pleaser we talk about why that is and yeah Ah, just, she is a breath of fresh air. She's amazing. If you haven't heard our last episode with Arlene Phillips, please have a listen, let us know what you think. I mean, the the Arlene Phillips fans out there, she represents such a broad spectrum. The amount of people who who are just like, OMG, love her. Now let's have a look at emails. You've all been talking about the Madonna tour. It looks amazing. And to have Madonna sing all those songs, and I just don't know what I did. I dropped the ball and I'm not gonna be able to go. We've been asking for your reviews. Uh, Francoise says, really incredible, moving, but also celebratory. Mother in full control of her art, so glad. Christian said, amazingness. So you've all been loving it. TJ Earl, incredible, the queen reigns supreme. Now, it's very queer, the show as well, which is amazing. And a real, you know, massive tribute to, you know, people close to Madonna and, and beyond who died of AIDS. Bob the Drag Queen MCs the whole thing, which is super cool. And there's loads of voguing and all of that. She was always an icon, says Harris. Sound, set, Bob the Drag Queen, costumes, performance, all round unmatched. Fucking brilliant, says Sean. She looked relaxed, it was fun and light, top draw. Ah, wonderful. That's lovely. And um, show highlights. Live to tell her kids come on, because the two, two of the kids come on, I think. Vogue, nothing really matters, and ray of light. Imagine hearing nothing really matters live. Well, the speech on the children of the world and the ballroom vogue. I will survive, live to tell. The list goes on, says Harris. Sean said the finale. Bitch, I'm Madonna celebration. The costume was aubergine. So costume, costume being aubergines. Well, <laughs> that's a good thing. Now, correspondence, correspondence, tap, tap, tap. Have you heard or listened to our, our, our coming out date episode where we made an audio guide for friends and family of LGBTQ plus people looking to support them on their coming out journey? Have you? Well, the listener who originally asked us to make the very episode got in touch. Wow. To say that you nailed it doesn't even quite describe what a phenomenal job you did with the episode and what it has sparked amongst listeners. To have Zander Murray by your side, who for me has been one of the people whose story I have connected with the most and has felt most akin to me. You hear the police siren? See, don't get that in the countryside. Um, even though it's been only a matter of months since I first wrote to you, it's amazing how far I've come. It's my first year not living and feeling alone, and now there are five people in my life who know this about me. Thank you so much for hearing me and answering the call and giving me the most boosting support in my coming out journey. 
all three friends I'm out to were sent the episode straight away. And I hope to have the courage to send it to my family someday soon too. One step at a time. It's all worth it. All the best. Now, listen to that listener who wrote that I'm so pleased you liked it because we did it for you and we did it for all the other listeners who are going to be, who are ever in the same position. So please keep us updated. It sounds like you are making beautiful progress and I'm thrilled to hear it. We've got a voice note from our listener, Lena, about our Culture Club episode on the book Bellies, ah, which was with Nicola Dinan. Um, Lena runs an LGBTQ plus literature podcast. Oh, it's that Lena. Hello, Lena. Hello, Homo Sapiens team. I just wanted to say thank you so much for making that wonderful episode about Bellies. I thoroughly enjoyed that and it was so, so lovely to hear such a careful and warm discussion about really difficult topics. Thank you so much, I appreciate it. Lena, thank you for that voice note. We aim to please, is all I'll say. Um, So if we have pleased, we've done our job. Now, let's go chat to Kat. Let's go chat to Kat. We're gonna play you a little bit of People Pleaser because that's actually what we start off talking about. Here we go, everybody. Lovely chat with Kat Burns. I'm gonna go and try and find some lunch. Oh, I hate being this way. Learned it from such a young age. My needs and wants ain't important anyway. When you say something's wrong, I just wanna make it better. Oh, but I've realized that you just wanted me to listen. But listen when I see you cry. I can't stand what I feel inside. Oh, I just wanna fix your. Guess I'm what they call a people, people, people Please, please, please Guess I'm what they call a people, people, people I was thinking about having this conversation I was like, Kat must be like the most centred <laughs> Like free of internal turmoil person Because she says it all in the songs. You can just say it. Like, and, and people, and I know obviously life isn't that simple, but, you know, I think a, a lot of the, the complications I see for people in life, this is my assessment, based on no expertise, mm-hmm. is that people can't articulate what's going on for them. You know, they can't actually articulate why they're angry or they can't articulate why they're upset and can't walk away from a breakup, a moment of a breakup and go, you made me feel small or whatever. They just, it comes out in rage and, and, you can do that and then you can put it in a song and then you can put it to an amazing piece of music. How did you get so articulate? Um, funny enough, I'm I'm really not that articulate in my everyday life, um, <gasps> especially when it comes to communicating my needs and like what I want from people and boundaries and all things like that. I'm actually really bad at it. So I think musically it gives me that freedom to be able to say exactly what I want to say. And I think messages sometimes in song form is like an easier pill to swallow than a message in your normal speaking voice. Um, <laughs> yeah, or a, or a text. Or a text, exactly. <laughs> so I find it easier to kind of say exactly what I want to say or say whatever I'm feeling inside through music. Or And I'm a massive people watcher. So I think a lot of the time my music is, I can be looking at, what somebody's doing or I hear a story from my friend and I'm like that's an amazing song and I'll just start writing from there so 
I think for me, I struggle in my everyday life to communicate. And I think that's why I can communicate it musically. Yeah, I mean, listen, so do I. I think that's why I related so much to People Pleaser, mm-hmm. a song of yours that lots of people are related to. Like, are you almost finding the words as you write it then? Is it just like actually pulling on the thread in a song is how you articulate your own problem even to yourself? I kind of go in, especially if I'm going into a session, I'll have a, a rough idea of, I feel like I deal with this a lot, or I feel like I'm struggling with this and and this and this. And then it kind of, the song kind of finds itself and writes itself through me just almost word vomiting. Because especially in sessions and recording sessions, if you're in the room with people you feel comfortable with, mm. you kind of, it is like a therapy session. You just start word vomiting everything that's going on in your life because they don't know you well enough to know who these people are or what it actually means. Mm. So you can give your one-sided version of Absolutely. events as well, which is nice. <laughs> Absolutely. My biased point of view um, that they can kind of help me articulate it in a way that is like, oh yeah, that's exactly, yeah, that's what it is. Like, yeah, I am a people pleaser. I like, I, I struggle with all of these things. And I think that's why my songs kind of, are written in the way that it is it's it's, it I understand it as I go along kind of thing Um, and it tells a story yeah it's a story so (laughs) I'll start with the confession I'm 20 years into my own people-pleasing journey Mm -hmm. I'm not I've made some headway I had therapy earlier today was literally talking about it love that um (laughs) it's been it's been a deep day actually but how are you with yours um people-pleasing I I still am a people pleaser. I'm working, I'm working on it. It's a working progress. It's dealing with that discomfort internally that I'm learning to sit with. I'm learning to just sit with the discomfort of after saying, hey, I don't want to do that thing that you want to do. Or I actually would like to stay home today and just be by myself and kind of sit in the discomfort of whatever that person's response may be. And I think for the longest time I couldn't, I would just go, oh, that's fine. I'll, I'll just do it and I'll just say yes to everything and burn myself out. And I think now, since my autism diagnosis and my ADHD diagnosis, I think I've just been way more protective of my peace and a bit more able to say to people, yeah, I can't do this the way that I did before. Mm. And I have to have boundaries. And as uncomfortable as that is, I've noticed the natural shift in my general happiness because I'm prioritizing the things that mean the most to me in terms of my self-care. And and then I'm able to show up better for everyone around me. And what a valuable time to be learning that because you're doing really well. And lots of people who embark on music don't get there. But with doing really well, it's a really, really, really tough world. And you can never do enough, right? Because you've got X hundred of thousands of followers on Instagram. Well, that puts you in another that puts you in another league, which is like, well, why don't I have 24 million followers? You know what I mean? Like it's never enough. It's never enough. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Can you think of the la- your last successful moment where you didn't people please, where perhaps you might have before? I'm trying to think of mine. I think work-wise, I have pretty much cleared my diary for this side of the year because I wanted to prioritise particular album finishing stuff that I just really want to get sorted mm. out. So I have said no to a lot more things then in the past I would be like oh okay fine I'll do it and then in the moment I'm then really low especially Mm. in work-wise it's kind of have to show up as this best version of myself and this heightened version of myself when I'm going into shoots or meetings or things like that I kind of said well I want this side of the year to be focusing on everything to do with my album nothing else no distractions so I'm going to make this happen and it might be irritating for other people who want me to do random things, but this is a priority to me and I want to be able to do it. And then personal life, I just, I've gotten better at if I'm not free or, or if I don't, I've gotten better at explaining to people that my free time doesn't mean my available time. So even though I'm not, even though, yes, I'm at home this week and technically I don't like, I could see you this is a week where I would like to not see anybody and so like and not have to socialize in public I would like to just stay in my bedroom so I'm getting better at at doing that what about you I am incapable of unlinking busy with happy I suppose and and I think you know like my other job is I direct films and tv shows right and I've just had to come back from Australia because a tv show I was working on has has been stopped because of the actor strikes Mm -hmm. So that puts you in a space of like, I may never work again, all those things, which are irrational, but that's how my mind works. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other people wanted me to do other things. And and I, you know, I feel like particularly my generation are taught busy is good, busy is good. And so then I, but I didn't want to do something. And because, and it was tricky because lots of people had changed things on me. Like people had shifted the sands, but not alerted me to that, let's say. No one's doing anything wrong. It was just like things had changed. And so it was doubly difficult that I was kind of going back on something I didn't want to do. I felt really, what I think is interesting is I felt awful about it in the lead up. Like I'm making the worst decision. But then afterwards, I felt great. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting that if even if you feel dreadful in the run-up to something doesn't doesn't mean you're making a mistake it just means you're terrible at doing those things because they're difficult yeah and you've got to hold your nerve and do it and and in personal life here's my thing I worked out that I'm not really afraid of disappointing people (laughs) I'm really afraid of the silence after I say I don't want to do something yeah and if and if I can make my peace with that I am unstoppable well that's what it is it's that it's the discomfort of that of not really knowing. Well, I think it comes from just like feeling unsafe in situations, especially with people who are supposed to be really close. It could be close friends or family or relationships in like not knowing what their response would be and not mm. knowing if it's going to be 
uh, I don't want to say a reasonable response, but you don't know what their response is going to be. So mm. because of that fear of like, I don't know what you're going to say and I don't know then how I'm going to respond to what you're going to say. And something that I had to work through in therapy was like being firm in my decisions because I think I wouldn't be I wouldn't be that firm in the decision. So then when I tell when I would say it to the person, I wouldn't want to hear their response because I know that it's just going to sway me. I'm just going to do exactly what they said because I'm not firm in what it is that I'm saying. So learning yeah. to like stand strong in my point or whatever it is that I need or whatever it is that I'm doing has helped with that silence of like, oh gosh, like what are they going to say? I have to kind of remind myself, this is a good thing. You don't want to do it. So if you turn around and do it, you're going to be more upset than this feeling right now. Yeah, and also like that silence, it's it's max four seconds. Yeah. You know, and you might give someone four months of your life for the sake of force, not wanting to withstand those four seconds. Mm -hmm. And it's it seems so silly. But also what I found useful when I was doing research on it, it was saying, you know, we are social beasts. We are taught to try and stick with the group. And that's why we're people pleasers. So you can't beat yourself up about it. You've actually, it's you're wired to do it and that's okay. But also... It's about fear of abandonment, in a, which is this big concept that a lot of people have. But you attach a huge story to what will happen if you say no. And actually, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And that really helped me to go, don't tell yourself a story about the outcome. Just live in the moment. Say that to the person. And, ta-da. and actually, people are fine. Most people are fine. They are. <laughs> but I think, I think especially even for me, like... I realised my people-pleasing tendencies is very much linked to being a late-diagnosed autistic person, I think, because I was so late-diagnosed. We spend, we've spent most of our lives trying to understand neurotypical people, trying, understand how, trying to understand how they socialise, trying to catch up, trying to mask, trying to do exactly what they do. And we then sort of beat ourselves up and think that our wants and needs are stupid and silly even though to a neurodivergent person they're not at all it's like if mm. I actually say what I want aloud I'm gonna just seem I'm just gonna seem really silly so actually I'll just do what everybody else is doing and I'll just say yes when actually I don't want to do it and I actually need time to rest or I actually need more time to rest than more people but because I feel silly or feel like I'm gonna be judged or perceived as though I'm lazy or I'm this or I'm that. I'm just gonna mm. just I'm just gonna go with what everybody okay, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. Fine, I'll just do it. And then it gets into the cycle of so many autistic people then becoming burnt out where they're unable to do anything because they ignored the signs or not even ignored, they just had they felt like they had to and were kind of forced to. Yeah. And then in the end, you do the one thing you were trying to avoid all along, which is disappoint people. Exactly. Because it kind of goes one end to one extreme to the other. It's like you go from being a people pleaser and you say yes to everybody and you do this and then it's kind of once once you've hit your your max you go the other way and it's just like no don't talk to me I don't want to be around anybody I don't want to do anything and then people are like I, but just a second ago you were fine it's like this this push and pull mm. it's interesting actually because um me and my husband had a baby and it's like with a baby it's like don't get her to that point where she flips out. You know what I mean? Like, don't make her that tired. Mm -hmm. Let's not get to the point where she has to, like, go, 
get off me. You know, you have to just be like, I think I can see something coming. So let's keep this afternoon chilled or let's do this. But think how many books have been written about how to deal with babies. Mm -hmm. And then think about how many books that have been written to deal, which are publicly consumed in the same way as baby stuff, for example, for neurodivergent people. There just isn't the language around it. No. Um, And there's just not enough information about it. There's there's not enough information for especially neurotypical people to read to understand about how a neurodivergent person's brain works like for me my girlfriend got me this book called adult with autism which is like an amazing book that really dissect autism in a way of like talking about very specific things and saying our brains are just wired differently and it's a difference it's not wrong it's not bad it's just a difference we're Mm. raised to socialize in a neurotypical way but we just can't do it to us small talk boring it doesn't make any sense we just skip to the good part which is Mm. a deep conversation a meaningful conversation and that's how I've always been I've always been I'd rather have a deep conversation with somebody or not speak to them at all and that can then lead into why we struggle in big social situations because you're unable to have those deep meaningful moments with people and even just things like you know we're not empathetic and we're one way and we're very emotionless and all these sort of one end of the spectrum when actually a lot of late diagnosed autistics especially are on the extreme side we're overly empathetic we're so aware of our surroundings and our situations and so aware of people's facial expressions and their intentions and and all of these things about because we've had to be and there's just not Mm. the enough information out there to really educate educate neurotypical people or neurodivergent people because There are so many undiagnosed and recently diagnosed autistic ADHD people among us who really would benefit from people understanding them. And I think social media, although it's providing a lot of information, it's also, especially on TikTok, it can trivialise it and make it into just fun, quirky personality traits when it's really (laughs) not. It's a struggle that I know most (laughs) people with ADHD do not want to have ADHD. Like it's not a a fun, Mm. little fun, quirky thing to have. It's (laughs) It's, <laughs> it's very difficult. <laughs> Hello, that's the end of part one. Now I'm in a busier part of the park now, and not gonna lie, this is where I get a little bit treacherous around football's rolling towards me, and people are like, Can you kick it back? I'm like, This is my worst nightmare. Now I said I'd meet my friend at Marble Arch, and I think I've gone to completely the wrong place. Oh. Anyway, uh, that's the end of part one. It's on the feed is part two. Go listen! Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow-up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.
Powered by Spirit Studios.